There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Allianz. Supporting all 32 counties through the Allianz Leagues. Hello there and welcome to the Irish Examiner's Allianz League Review. Brought to you by Allianz, sponsors of the GA and Allianz Leagues for 27 years. Well, it's a very busy Monday morning here in Irish Examiner HQ as we look back on another hectic weekend of Allianz League action in hurling and football. Hurling sees Limerick and Waterford setting up an Allianz League Division 1 final date on Sunday in Crow Park. We'll also be looking on the football. Uh, Mayo, the good times are definitely back, booking a place in the Allianz League Football Division 1 final against Kerry on Sunday. Not so happy times though for Cork and for Rona McCarthy as they are heading to Division 3 of the Allianz Football League. Hurling though is our starting point and Nolan Park in Kilkenny hosted that double header on Sunday afternoon. Anthony Daly was there for us and Anthony I'm going to start off with your column in today's Irish Examiner. A very interesting line midway through it. Limerick are allowed to be tactical because they have won in All-Ireland. What exactly do you mean by that? <laughs> well sure um, it's subjective I suppose uh, you know um, I often think like about the teams that you know are trying to make the breakthrough but then when they make the breakthrough everything is right you know because you're winning like it doesn't really matter it's like it's like the Grand National if your horse is held up at last and he comes at the elbow and entry and wins the Grand National well that's the right tactics or if he's a front runner or need so, so sometimes I just think um, like football is very um, you know it's 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 more tactics coming to play more in football let's say because you can't kick points constantly from 45 yards and teams know that so they'll but in Hurland like look Tactics are tactics, but I mean, you, you can play as deep as you like in Hurling, but you know, lads will put the ball over from 100 yards. Like, but I, I just think that the Dublin or the Limerick half forward line, let's say, they play really, really deep and, and, and they come back and make it into a, a battle zone there in the middle. And they're three like brilliant guys, you know, and that doesn't take away from the quality of Hurling Limerick play. I, I love the way Limerick play, it's, it's real, you know. Winners in the battle zone and then displayed fast up into the into the, the Galans and the Peter Casey's and the Shem Stanigans of this world. But when other teams are trying to do it, people kind of question their motives and they're trying to lose uh, not too heavily and all this kind of thing. And I I just don't. I, I thought, I watched Limerick against Cork uh, when Cork beat them. I watched them against Clare on the snowy day. And they engaged them in the battle in that middle area and didn't get any criticism. But the poor old dubs do it yesterday and they get criticism from people. So to me, I, I just think, look, hurling is hurling. You can't be too defensive in hurling. If you are, you'll be beaten. And they were beaten in hurling. So you, you can say, yeah, 
you know, but I just think it was down to Limerick's overall. They're they're, they're further down the road than, than Dublin. That's that's where it comes from. And that. Okay, we'll come back to the match in just one minute. Talking about a a winning team and a winning strategy. Piece of news during the week about Caroline Currid leaving the Limerick backroom team. Is that something that caught your eye? Yeah, well, sure. She, I, I know Caroline just barely. You know, I, I would have met her at a couple of things and just by a bit of chit chat. That's all. Um, but obviously, like she has won in her involvement uh, in GA teams. She has won two World in Ireland and two football. So. You know what I mean? You can't really question her record. Uh, obviously, she she brings something to the table that uh, not too many other guys can bring. And um, yeah, but this you know, it's sometimes there's a certain lifespan and that sort of thing. Um, what I would have found anyway in my time in management that certain things will work for a while and and it won't work afterwards. Maybe or you know, they, <laughs> look, I'm not. I don't know why Caroline is gone for her own reasons, probably, and that's the way. She made it sound. That's the way John Kelly made it sound. So I wouldn't know question anything. I just think you know it's time to move on and next project or whatever you know. But uh, sometimes with those sports psychology things, they're brilliant and they'll work for a while. But then when the when the freshness goes off them, um, you need something a bit different and that kind of thing. So so maybe it's the best move for everyone all around uh, for Caroline and for Limerick. But uh, I don't know the ins and outs for our column. Okay, in terms of uh, Dublin, how happy or otherwise would Matty Kenny be this morning with uh, where they ended up, semi-finals of, of the league? Yeah, yeah, I wish he let the club players go on for this week, but he's not in me. But, uh, um, no, look, yeah, you, you'd have to say that they kept on battling, and that was a huge thing for them, I thought. You know, when, they got, when, when Limerick got the goal, a brilliant goal, no fairness, ah, Lynch just passed like the church, you you pay any money to win and watch Lynch Hurlan, wouldn't you? Like he's just he's different gravy, like in terms of his vision and that kind of thing. But to pass the Flanagan and, and the goal, um, you know, you you'd say now they could kick on now and win this by twelve or thirteen points. I know is it a reflection of where Limerick are or where Dublin are, but Dublin kept on fighting and, and you know what I often thought, you know, this this trying lob it in for the goal thing is ridiculous at times. Um, although your average supporter, jeez, that's nothing to say, an average supporter, <laughs> the decent people who pay in to watch the matches, um, they'd love to win. But you won't win by just lobbing in balls and it's demoralising, I think, at times. You're better off take your points and hang in there and you never know what kind of a break you'll get. And they did that. And, um, you know, they were never going to win it, I'd say, possibly, you know, it's easy to look back this morning now and say that, but... They, they just kept battling. I, that's what I liked. They kept on going, kept on going. Forget about the scoreboard. You know, they were always here dis- disengaged from the scoreboard. But they certainly they did that. And, uh, yeah, I'd like a lot. And they have a good few to come back as well. Remember that? Like, you know, they have four or five probably first-teamers to come back. So I think I, I think they're they're really decently positioned um, for Leinster. You know, and he would be delighted with having got matches against Hip and, and Limerick. Um, during the build-up to that, so yeah, I, I'd say thing, things are fairly healthy there. Question is, are things fairly healthy in Galway, defeated by Waterford in yesterday's Alliance League semi-final, and huge, huge questions over that injury to Joe Canning? Yeah, um, we're, we're told it might be something now. Um, 
with his grind. So I, I, I think, you know, we all thought it was probably a dislocated shoulder or, or something like that because the way he fell. It was, it was a fair enough tackle from Kevin Moore now. It was, it was probably Joe trying to rattle the net, I suppose, to get him back into the game because they, they possibly needed a goal if they were going to win. And, uh, you know, where Galway had been the last two or three years, people would have expected them to win. But overall, I would say, yeah, that they, you know, the league has been okay for them. Not great. Draw with Carlow, you know, beat by Watford, beaten again by Watford. So I wouldn't say it's been too good for Galway. But again, we know that Galway have big, big guys to come back. You know, you only think of the... There was two hurlers in man of the match uh, last weekend in the in the club finals, you know. So they need that hurler back, uh, Dolly Burke, uh, particularly from from Corfin. I presume he'll be back in training now next week. So, um, do you know they they just need Thomas's lads and and the likes of Dolly and and a couple of more. I I, I think the biggest thing you'd look at in the league is that the Galway fringe guys have not really stepped up to the plate, and I. I so I, I, I can't see any of them as being kind of outstanding. You know, I like Sean Loftus. I've seen a lot of you know, from underage up. And uh, I think he's one that could make. And there always is one or two. But compare that to Limerick, let's say, where, you know, they weren't really flying at yesterday, let's say. And the likes of Conor Boyle and Shamey Flanagan, like, obviously, Shamey's a starter. But, you know, even Barry Murphy coming on, Paddy O'Loughlin doing well at wing-back. Like, they have... Unearthed way more than anybody else, and uh, that's the disappointing thing from y'all's point of view. But I wouldn't underestimate either that when the, when the David Bucks and the Conor Cooney's and uh, the Dahi Bucks uh, come back into the fold, they'll tell of a serious fifteen. Okay, now another another good line, and I kind of say that almost with uh, surprise there, Anthony. In your column today, Watford have tweaked their style, but they're still the same Watford. What what's the tweaks that that you're seeing? Oh Jesus! It's 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 very subtle. I'd say, well, you know, it's it's hard to tell. Like, and it's not, you know, you watch Wexford and, and it's kind of really defined sweep by us. It's just Kevin Foley just runs back there and and sits behind the centre back or in front of the full back. Like, but I just thought that looking at them yesterday, now he wasn't as defined. You know, um, he, he, you know, tried to work. Had license to push on. Kevin Moore had license to push on. So it's. That's what I like what Park has done. Like he hasn't, he hasn't reinvented the wheel. He 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 has taken the really good parts out of Derek's game plan, and he has tried to just tweak it a little bit. And and maybe you know the likes of the Bennetts probably they were seen on the Derek system maybe as you know they might be luxurious if you like uh, in, in terms of playing both of them. Like uh, but, but Park, I think is, is 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 you know confirmed that he he is. You know, um, that bit more expensive. Uh, look, that's a bit unfair. And Derek did a great job. Now I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, wouldn't like to be insulting the way he played because uh, not because I know him. I think no, I, I, I'd say it straight out. But um, no, it, it just seems to be that. Yeah, let's take the core out of this and uh, let's see can we, you know, expand it a little bit. And that, I think that's working for them. And, they're really fit as well, you know. Maybe not a hundred percent of them are really fit. Oh, that's a weird thing to say, but uh, a few of them will lead a few weeks coming up to the championship. But uh, there's no doubt, like the, the whole announcement that a Walsh Park thing has driven the team to the roof in terms of the, the belief and the, the commitment. And you know, I, I just I just love the way you you, you feel they're never out of a game and uh, they have the players. So yeah, will they be in the three in Munster? God. You, 
I, I wouldn't have said at the start of the year because we thought they'd be playing in neutral grounds in their home games, but now you'd be saying they're a great bet to be in the Sweden Munster and they're, they're in the league final and deservedly in the fair play. It's, it's, it's going well for them. Okay, finally, you mentioned there the Alliance League final on Sunday in Crow Park. It's going to be a busy day at headquarters. Camogie final, the Alliance Hurling League final and the Alliance Football League Division 1 final as well. You're not a fan, though, of these Dublin triple headers, though, Anthony? I'm not. I'm not, Echo. Uh, no, I, I just think the matches should be kind of standalone, maybe a curtain raiser, but then how do you make, you know, uh, one league final? Like, uh, if Ireland is the curtain raiser for football, God love us. <laughs> but, uh, no, look, yeah, you just yesterday even it was weird. I uh, thought the atmosphere for the second game was just flat because you had a fair scatter of the Limerick crowd got away and happy with their lads and they would listen to it on the radio on the way home and you know, watch Sunday game last night or so whatever and and the Dublin crew um, so I, I, I just think there can be a bit of that in it and uh, yeah I may not stay on for the football final uh, next Sunday myself <laughs> sorry now Kerry uh, <laughs> Kerry and Mayo listeners but um, you know I just I, I, I just don't think it lends itself because you go there as a supporter of your team and um, you know then there's two other teams playing and you're really not too clued in particularly if you, you're the first game because your team are done and dusted they've either won or lost or a replay or whatever but uh, no I, don't, I, I yeah I don't, I'm not a big fan no I would have preferred uh, at the weekend let's say had we uh, won Saturday evening uh, maybe in Port Leash or whatever and won yesterday no no then Nolan Park's a great place for a match, like in great town and all that. You know, and like you'd love reminding a few of the stewards and all that that you're not in it, lads. You're just hosting it, you know. Um, but uh, yeah, great place for it. But I, I would think one game standalone is enough. And I don't like those. I don't even like the Ireland quarterfinals on together in Turles. You know that kind of way. I, do, I just don't. Yeah, doesn't do anything for me. To be honest, with you, I think should should be you know big enough games that they'd stand on their own two feet and uh and and let them work that way and i i, I just think that works better uh, in general as a a product if you, if you like okay final final point uh, anthony uh i know you are secretly a closet football fan out in uh, west clare and any day as far as you're concerned tipperary are beaten whether it be hurling football or tiddlywinks is a good day <laughs> we, we we should Give a quick mention to Colm Collins and what uh, the footballers achieved in Simple Stadium yesterday in a, a vital Division 2 game. Uh, yeah, no, look at the old, like as I said to Johnny Lahey there when we finally shook hands, I'd say around 2001 or two, the war is over, Johnny. Uh, so, no, I have no problem with the tip coach, to be honest. And I think Liam Kearns has done a magnificent job with tip football as well, like, to be honest, John. But I have to say that Colm Collins, like, I mean, God, like, you know, I, I just got into the car yesterday evening and he's his uh, interview was on and keeping clear in Division 2. There was nothing. He never mentioned when I took over we were second from bottom in Division 4, let's say. And now look who we are and I'm delighted for the lads and all this. But never about Cullum. Do you know, that's the beauty of him. Uh, like he just said, it's brilliant for the boys to be playing against teams like Donegal. Uh, you know, teams like that and, and Cork and, and no, obviously Cork are gone down as well so we won't meet them next year but no, I, he was just so I thought, you know uh, humble in his whole attitude and that's what makes uh, Cullum the man he is and uh, yeah, it's a great story like misfortune to be drawn on the side of Kerry 
Uh, I think this is the fifth year of six now that uh, Cullum has been drawn inside the Kerry. But they have Menendez and they'll have a, they'll have a rattle off them. Um, but yeah, you would feel if they got the other side to draw that they would be in a Munster final and, you know, within touching distance of the Super 8. So, yeah, I just think Cullum's a great bloke. Like, he just, that's what, what I'm saying there now is, so he's just that kind of guy. It's not about him. It's no ego there. It's just, it's just about, you know, doing the best I can do. And, uh, you know, even, like, sure, look, at he, 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 he would have even said, just lads that picked the hurling and sure including probably his own household like Podge Podge would probably try to play both and, and now he's hurling and you know that'll, that'll always be the winner probably in Clare you know you lads like Conor Cleary here from the Clamalbe great hurler great centre back for Clare like you know um, in the hurling but brilliant footballer as well and his brother Owen plays for the football team so yeah I, I would say a magnificent job by Colin Collins and, and fantastic for Clare football to be you know back back in Division 2 again like and uh face into it again for another season it's, it's, it's brilliant for them and our thanks as always to Anthony Daly for that we're going to stay with the hurling Allianz hurling league semi-final the second game in Nolan Park yesterday was between Waterford and Galway Waterford uh, winning uh, narrowly in the end and setting up that Allianz hurling league final with Limerick on Sunday in Crow Park John Fogarty watched that second game for us and John worrying times for Galway uh, with the defeat and as well that injury to Joe Canning. Joe Canning's uh, injury really cast a pal over uh, yesterday's game and as much as Michal Dunne, he would have been disappointed with just how Galway really threw this away in many ways because they, they won so many of the individual battles that it, it, it was just surprising that they, they didn't win the game. That uh, you know that will disappoint Dunne, but it's, it's Canning's injury that is the real concern this morning. Um, to go into the championship without him would be huge for for Galway. Galway, let's be honest, they're not they're no longer a one team uh, show. But Canning is just playing brilliant hurling at the moment. He was outstanding yes last year. I would argue he played better hurling last year than he did in his hurler of the year season the year before when Galway won the All Ireland. And he started this year like a rocket as well. He's uh, he, he's a force of nature. So for him to uh, you know. The, the the injury dealt over him and hopefully it's not his hamstring which obviously caused him issues there a few years ago and I think he was eight months on the sideline with that um, after the I think it was the Borgmar uh, collision and again this is a collision as well another shoulder uh, Kevin Morn um, put it into Canning as he was going to strike for goal there because um, Galway do have issues don't get me wrong Galway have a, a strength and depth but there will be questions about it after losing to to Waterford, who obviously weren't full strength themselves. But Galway now, um, they're going to be without a few guys. Um, St. Thomas's guys, David Burke, apparently has a rib injury. Aina Burke, obviously, has had difficulties. Uh, didn't play the final. Um, Fintan Burke, it looked like he did his cruciate in the final, uh, the, the All-Ireland Club final. Um, Johnny Glynn questions there what's the story with him and, and Joe Cooney I believe has um, has emigrated as well so you can ima- you can understand why Dunhue was looking to give his auxiliaries more of a chance to impress this uh, this spring and they have but it really is an issue there now I think there's that's the story of yesterday as good as Waterford have had it <coughs> and you know it really they are in bonus territory because I imagine Park was just hoping to find out more about his team and obviously he's found a couple of players Callum Lyons a full back was uh, exceptional but I think the real story uh, is the, the injury list and the and the decreasing amount of options for Michal here because you look at it now Limerick, Limerick obviously have the strongest squad 
but Galway wouldn't fancy themselves to be there or thereabouts but now you're looking at the options and particularly if Canning is out for a, an extended period you're looking at Michal Donoghue having difficulties there where you would never have expected it before. Now, a quick mention of the sponsors of our podcast. Alliance Insurance support people and communities throughout Ireland and have sponsored the Alliance Leagues and Alliance Coming to Munskull for over 27 years. Go to alliance.ie today for a home, motor or pet quote. Alliance. Okay, well, our attention now turning to football onto the Alliance Football League Division 2 clash between Armagh and Cork. A bittersweet day for the Rebels. Victorious 3-9 to 1-14, but the result not good enough to maintain their place in Division 2. It means they're slipping down to Division 3 for the first time really since the uh, new league formats were introduced. After the game, Orla Bannon spoke with Cork manager Ronan McCarthy. Ronan, a better sweet win. Well, look, we had to do our job first, which was win the game, and we've done that. And um, and look, obviously, we were dependent on other results. Um, but the fact we were in that position, dependent on other results, is is our own fault. So, look, in these cases, you always look at yourself, and uh, and um, you know we put ourselves in that position. So um, ultimately, we were responsible for it. Is it fair to say that maybe if it played as well as that, well, that's the same amount of drive and, and commitment earlier in the campaign, you wouldn't have been in that position? I don't know. Look. Uh, look, the the team go out every time they go out to play. They go out to you know to play positively and to play well. They're encouraged to do so. Um, but you know, look, obviously there was a few there was a few poor performances. Look, you know, you, you look back at the league. We've taken you know we've four away games, eight points there to be taken. We've taken five points from from four away games and none at home. And um, you know, and actually similar to our form last year, we were better on the road than we were at home. And look, probably ultimately, look, that's what cost us one win at home would nearly have done us. The performance today, though, was must surely give you heart going going into the championship. Look, I, look, I was I was plenty positive ever before today. Um, you know, and I, I suppose look, I'm repeating what I've said many times. There's a really good team there, very talented players. They want to be successful, um, and they want to do well, and, and we'll work with them to do so. But, but look, confidence is a brittle thing. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I see people talk about the Irish rugby team, number one in the world last November. You know, a couple of defeats in the Six Nations, and they're talking about you know, their confidence is down. Well, like, look, look at our look at our set of players here. Look over a much longer period of time. Um, you know, the confidence is bound to be brittle, but they've shown great courage to keep coming back, and you know, and showed courage today to come and win the game, which we had to do. And then, look, obviously, we're dependent on others. So, um, look, there's a, there's a really good team there of talented players. Um, they're doing the right things, and um, and look, and it, you know, when you keep working at it, it will come right eventually. Going down to Division Three, you know, having you know, been Division Division One champions, not not that long ago, is this the, the bottoming out? Is, do you hope this is this is as low as it gets? Look, I'm sure Jerry thought when they went down to Division Three, this was as low as it could get. I, I can't call that. That that's um, you know this notion that we're going to drop down to Division Three and that people are going to kind of lie down and, and let us win matches. You have to go and earn your wins. And um, you go away to Westmead when I was playing. You know, and we I remember going away to Westmead and and, and playing Mullingar and be beaten. Um, you know, going away to I said this before, going away to Wicklow and be beaten in Ockram. Like if you if if people think we're just going to turn up and um, and and teams are going to lie down, you know, because we're Cork. That's part of our problem. Like if we if we think that's going to be as easy as that, so it'll be difficult to get out of it. Um, you know, it'll be difficult games, but uh, so batting me out, I don't know. 
We just finally ask you just about the nice touch from Armagh donating the gate receipts and the half-time draw to the Friends of Kieran campaign. A nice touch. Lovely touch looking. There's been marvellous support really far uh, across, you know, all counties really far for uh, Kieran. And look, it's a it's a really worthy cause um, to support him and, and, and his family. And um, look, it's it's one of the, the great things about I suppose the what we call the GA community. Um, you know that they come together and pull together for someone you know in need. And uh, and, are, and we're very grateful to Tara today for for supporting it. And our thanks to Ronan and to Orla for that. Well, the buzz is very much back in Mayo football. If the pictures from McHale Park on Sunday are anything to go by, hundreds of fans out on the field afterwards meeting their heroes after Mayo defeated Monaghan 3.15 to 1.18, a result that secures their place in Sunday's Allianz Football League Division 1 final against Kerry. And after the game, Rob Murphy of the Mayo News Football Podcast caught up with a very happy Mayo manager, James Horn. James Horn, we're about an hour after the game here because it's just been uh, quite a roller coaster. You've opened the team up to the fans on the pitch, uh, great interaction, thousands of people out there. This is, feels like a momentous day for Mayo, getting to a league final and sharing it with the home support. Ah, look, whether we, we, we won or, or, or didn't, or got through or, or, or didn't today, we're, you know, we, we want to spend some time with the with, with support. We've great support. We've had you know, 10,000 people pretty much at all our games, home and away, and, and um, you know, it was the last home game in the league, so we, we, we just meet and greet for you know, 20 minutes, and, and the players loved it. And it's all done now, and uh, we're, we're looking forward to training on Wednesday night. I mean, it moves on very, very quickly. So, um, yeah, look, it was, it was nice for the... Nice for the, the local young young people. This is a big league campaign for you to start with. You must be delighted looking at the seven rounds now, five wins. That's a brilliant return. Yeah, and those look at the wins are great. Um, but as I said to you many times, Rob, those there was a number of things that we were looking to work on from our game. Um, you know, throughout the league campaign, whether we were up or down or winning or losing, it 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 it, it wasn't that wasn't really the focus. I was trying to work on some key elements and. Some of that is working well. Some of it is definitely working, uh, working in, in progress. So we need to keep at those, and we, we'll keep at those and try and get better and better and, and, and see where see where we can go. In as much way as you can, can you give me an idea of the mindset where you don't have Andy Moore on your subs bench today, you don't have Lee Keegan, you're giving young lads an opportunity, and you're not necessarily backing up the bench with the experienced heads. Talk to me what your thinking is there. Yeah, well, look, we're trying to play a progressive game of football, um, progressive type of football, and and with that, there's risk, and with selections, there's risk, and with with twenty six, there's risk. You know, so it, it, it you, it's no. Sometimes you can't ask the players to do it if you're not sort of you know as a support team. So, but we, we look at what's happening in training, um, whether you're eighteen or, or thirty eight, it doesn't matter. Um, and you know you've seen in some of the sections we've had people starting and playing well and then the next game they don't because we've had a two week break and they haven't maybe been as strong as they could in training and that's where it's at and you see James McCormick today um, some of his passing I thought he was an exemplary passer of the ball and did very very well didn't look out of place and James Carr came on caught, caught a great ball his first ball in inter-county football, senior football and got, got smashed but just got up and looked for the next ball and that's exactly what we what we need and, and, and what we expect from some of these guys. That we, we know they're great players and, and, and we're just looking to, to develop as much as we can. So um, o- overall, um, delighted and, and uh, you know some of those experienced guys they'll, they want to they want to play as well. So that, that's a good mix. How can the league final benefit benefit this group? We genuinely haven't looked at it or thought about it or anything about it. We we go from training to training. Um, 
and on Wednesday night we've already talked about it what we what we'll work on on Wednesday night and we'll go at that and then on Wednesday night we'll talk about what we'll try and do at the weekend so um, that's all yeah. in good time and that's it for this week's podcast our thanks as always to our sponsors Alliance and to all our guests for joining us on the program today thanks also to Larry Ryan the man who edits and produces this podcast each and every week to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes just search for Examiner Sport and don't forget to leave a rating and a review whether it be good or bad we always welcome your feedback you can also listen to our podcast on SoundCloud and Stitcher and on YouTube or you can find us on Twitter Facebook or at irishexaminer.com forward slash podcast hopefully we'll have your company next week as we look back on the Allianz Football and Hurling Leagues 2019 plus some interesting new developments for our podcast looking into the championship. Allianz. Supporting all 32 counties through the Allianz Leagues. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com.